You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. And on this week's episode... We're going to talk about the movie Red, White, and Royal Blue. Also, hi. We haven't been here in a long time. What up? <laughs> um, but we have a lot of things to say about this movie. I don't know if Chelsea does. I have a lot of things to say. So I'm a little fried from work, but I'm going to do my best. I Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I could carry this entire conversation with you going, oh, yeah, sure. And it would be fine. <laughs> I... Don't want to do that, but I know. that being said, <laughs> that being said, just you case. won't be bored, everyone. No, no, no. Um, I have so much to talk about. Anyways, uh, but before we get into that, um, if you have some weekly geekery, please share it with us. Um, well, it's hard. It was hard for me to figure out like what to put on my weekly geekery, but some things I've been doing that are not K-pop related. <laughs> Um, I've been binge watching One Tree Hill with Eamon because news alert everyone, my husband is now finally in the same country as me. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Uh so we are now living together here in the United States. It's great. Uh but we've been binge watching One Tree Hill because we randomly watched um one of our favorite YouTubers who reacts to shows for the first time blind like he doesn't he picks a random episode it's not like he has no context and he just blind reacts and tries to figure out the plot and we watched it and Eamon was like this show is insane I need to watch it and I was like you are correct so we've decided to binge watch (laughs) the whole series (laughs) um so that's been really fun we also binge watched uh it's a Apple Plus show called Hijack with Idris Elba and it's it's like where he's a a pro negotiator and he gets onto this flight that gets hijacked and it's like I don't know a 6 hour flight and they have 6 hours to basically figure out how to not have themselves hijacked if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, before the plane lands in the UK and it's in real time 24 style. Oh yeah. So it's, I think it's like six episodes for the six hours of that. They're on the flight basically. Oh, So it's set in like very real time. Uh, and it's really good. Uh, Archie Punjabi is also in it and I really like her and I think, there's other there's some other people but it's a british series so it's got a lot of british actors and stuff that you would know and it's really great <laughs> highly recommend it um and then also for some reason i never remember this and apparently i'm stunned every time i hear it but my husband had never seen a walk to remember what <laughs> literally and every apparently every time it gets brought up i'm always like what how dare you and he's like, you say this to me every time. And I'm like, well, okay, you're here. We're going to watch this. <laughs> and so he watched A Walk to Remember for the first time recently. And 
I actually don't remember what he thought, but I think he liked it. It was mainly just me being obnoxious, singing along to the entire soundtrack. And like, <laughs> it's great. It's great. I get it. I get um, it. Yeah. And it was funny because it's, sa- it's filmed in the same town that Dawson's Creek was filmed in, which is also the same town that One Tree Hill was filmed in. So again, it was like this weird connection to One Tree Hill that we were watching, and it was kind of funny. So, I mean, it's also the same guy. So, right, yeah, right. But um, yeah, that's about it for me. <laughs> I mean, some of your geekery is also my geekery because I was there, but I'll let you talk about it. So. Yeah, so I um, won a fan screening contest to go see Red, White, and Royal Blue in theaters before it came out on streaming. Um, So I didn't think I was going to win, to be perfectly honest. So I was shook when I did win. (laughs) Right. Um, So uh, Brian came with me, and we went and saw the movie together, and... um, I don't I've, I don't think I've ever been to the movies with Brian before, so that was like the first time. Well, you guys had gone you've gone to like the opera and Yeah, we go to the opera theater like not the plays? Movies. Plays, yeah. Like we went and saw Into the Woods just recently. Which by the way was phenomenal. <laughs> just as a side note, I don't think I told you about it, but have you seen the you saw the Disney movie one, right? No. No? Okay. Well, like, as an aside, the princes in that movie are absolutely ridiculous. And in the film um, on, like, the Disney one, it's Chris Pine plays one of the princes. Mm-hmm. And there's a part, like, the well, I was looking forward to one song in one scene only, like, <laughs> in this entire play. They sing a song called Agony. <laughs> Where they're like, the two princes are like singing about like how they're having a rough time of it because uh, Chris Pine's prince is the Cinderella's prince and then the other prince is Rapunzel's prince and they're both having a rough go of it. And so they're singing about being in agony. And in the movie at one part, like Chris Pine like rips his shirt open and he's just like giving it his all and the other prince just like undoes his and makes a pose and it's (laughs) ridiculous. The two princes that were in the play so good. Awesome. They didn't do the shirt ripping thing, but every time they like walked into a scene, like he would pose and he's just like, hello. <laughs> I was dying. I was laughing so hard the whole show. It was so good. That's awesome. Um, but anyways, so Brian and I went and saw Red, White, and Royal Blue. Um, they gave us gift bags, which I was so excited for because like we walked in and there was like a goodie bag sitting in the seat. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Brian's like, are you all right? And I'm like, no. Free stuff. Are you kidding? I'd be excited, too. I was just like ecstatic because the tickets they gave us were super cool. And like they gave us free snacks. Like I got a popcorn, a drink and a candy. And then the um the goodie bag had... If anyone's seen the poster for this movie, especially like with the boys sitting next to each other and their ankles are crossed and they're wearing one, uh, Henry's wearing um, the Union Jack and then uh, Alex is wearing the American flag socks. They gave us those. Very cool. (laughs) Socks. 
And I was so ecstatic for the socks. Brian's like, are you all right? And I'm like, they gave us socks. (laughs) You love socks, so. I do love socks. I love socks so much. So I was very excited. But anyways, so I did that. And then tried to keep everything to myself (laughs) while waiting for the movie to actually come out. And then on Sunday, so it's Tuesday now, the day we're recording. So the previous Sunday, we actually went to um, Joe from Geektitude. We went to his house, uh, Chelsea and I did, to go watch um, this movie with him and his husband because Joe is the reason we even read this book in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought it would be fun to invite my us over since he invited himself on this podcast i invited us over to his house to watch the movie (laughs) like hey we're coming that's pretty much what happened i thought i was fun we had a great time yeah it was it was really cool yeah and then i just finished watching a k-drama called king the land which was amazing and romantic and fantastic um, I'm currently watching a K-drama called My Lovely Liar, which is really good. And it has one of my favorite K-pop artists, isn't it? Um, Min Hyun. He used to be in Newest, and now he's a solo singer. Um, and then I've just been reading. I read this book again, and then I'm reading other books. And I'll be reading this book again, but the collector's version when that arrives tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just reading a lot. I've been reading a lot. I have Kindle Unlimited now, so. Ooh, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. So, back in 2019, we posted an episode about a book by Casey McQuiston titled Red, White, and Royal Blue. Joe, Joe of the Geekitude podcast, like I said, he had DM'd me on Slack and said, you and Chelsea need to read this book, and he, like, shared the link to the book. He goes, and then I'm coming on your show to talk about it. And I was like, that's not how podcast guests work. Like, you don't just, like, you can't. I was like, excuse me? So it's still one of my favorite stories about how Joe guested on our podcast was with, like, him just inviting himself over. Yeah, it was great. Which we repaid the favor on Sunday. We're like, we're coming over. I mean, mm-hmm. we planned it in advance and I made sure it was fine, but. We just drove there and <laughs> showed up. <laughs> Hey, you busy? You got a TV? Are you a Amazon Prime member? Or I can sign in for us. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so we read the book, fell in love with the witty writing and the incredible enemies to lovers story. And then about four-ish years later, we're here it's to talk four? about them. Yeah, it's four. Four-ish. I-, I thought I was being generous in my head when I was like, it was like three years ago. Oh, my God. It was like 20, the book came out in 2019. No, I believe you. I'm just like shocked that that much time has passed. Yeah. So it's been like about four years since we talked about the book. And then, yeah, a movie adaptation has been released now on Amazon Prime Video. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So anyways, that's what we're here to talk about. And I'm very, very, I'm like overly excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also excited. Yes. Um, I've rewatched this movie many times. (laughs) And it only just came out too on Friday. So anyways. I've been busy. (laughs) I've been, 
got nothing else going on, man. Just trying to like prep my brain to survive this coming weekend. And I don't like, you know, I don't think I'm going to make it. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Anyways. So red, white and Royal blue was released on Amazon prime video on August 11th of 2023. It was directed by Matthew Lopez. The screenplay was by Matthew Lopez and Ted. I think it's Mollower. Yeah, it seems right. And then it was, I wanted to put it, we usually don't talk about who it was produced by, but it was produced by Greg Berlanti and Sarah uh, Schechter. Um, but when I saw it was a Greg Berlanti production, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. And then it's starring Taylor uh, Zakara Perez, uh, Nicholas, uh, God, Galat. Tazine. I've heard them pronounce their names many Galitzine? times. Galitzine. Thank you. And then Clifton Collins Jr., Sarah uh, Shahai, Rachel Hilson, Stephen Fry, and Uma Thurman. And the plot. The plot of this movie. <laughs> I looked around for a good one. So it's based on the, obviously, it's based on the Casey McQuiston novel of the same name. The story focuses on Alex Claremont Diaz, the first son of the President of the United States, and his rivalry with the young Prince of England, Henry. After causing a major uproar at Prince Henry's older brother's wedding, the two are forced to avoid a national incident by upplaying their non-existent friendship with a goodwill visit to the UK. Their rivalry soon turns into a forced friendship and then blossoms into something even more. The two try to keep their relationship a secret despite their highly public lives and uh, Alex's mom's re-election campaign as the first woman president. That's pretty good. Yeah. So anyways, I wrote out a huge list. I basically listed out the entire plot of the movie of how it goes in order so that I don't forget anything. From memory. <laughs> um, memory. Um, we don't have to talk about all of this. I just like listed it out just in case. Yeah, I yeah. I forget. No, I like it. <clears throat> but anyway, so the first thing I want to talk about is the casting mm-hmm. of this movie. Because I personally think that it was perfect oh yeah um they picked the best possible people that fit perfectly with the way that each of like the the cat like the people were described in the book pretty much i would agree and they looked really good yeah (laughs) they were all beautiful um there were some casting changes as in not all of the characters that were in the novel were in the movie. So, like, uh, also there's spoilers. I forgot about that. Spoilers from here on out just is a aside. If you haven't watched the movie yet, go watch it yeah, and then listen to this it. episode. And then come back. Um, but Alex's sister from the book does not exist in the movie world. Mm-hmm. That was a big change. Um, also, uh, his parents aren't divorced in the movie, mm-hmm. even though they're divorced in the book. And there's like a few other things, some big, some small, that were like changes. 
Um, they did a lot of changes to, like, they made the cast smaller, I believe, for budget purposes, because they spent way too much of the budget on uh, The Summer I Turned Pretty. <laughs> Season two is what people were saying. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, yeah, to be fair, that was a very popular show. Yes, which I get. Um, and they also, like, cut a lot for time. But I heard that this movie is actually three hours long oh as in like uncut uncut oh and so everyone was like release the snyder cut asap we want (laughs) to see it oh damn because there was like some scenes in the trailer for this movie that were not included in the movie like the part where they're talking in the kitchen at kensington palace Mm -hmm. over the over the, the ice cream that was in the trailer okay okay but not in the movie Hmm. Because they, like, cut it for time, even though it's an important, like, it seems like an unimportant scene, but it kind of is because it's the first real, like, moment that the two of them share on a more, like, human level. Yeah. And also, we didn't get to see Alex wear his glasses and (sighs) listen to Henry comment on the glasses. You're right. Dang. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they thought it would be more marketable with a lower running time. Because I think people, a lot of people are intimidated by a three-hour running run time. Yes. I mean, apparently not if it's Oppenheimer. But uh, that is something that people did talk a lot about. They're like, but it's three hours. So yeah, I feel like it would probably scare a lot of people away. That's true. That's true. Release That's the okay, director's can- cut. <laughs> Yeah, release the director's cut so we can see the whole thing. I want to see director's cut. I want to see bloopers. I want literally everything. Yeah, that was the one thing that Joe immediately was like, are there special features? Are there something? I need something. And I don't think there was anything yet. But do they do that kind of stuff on streaming services, though? Sometimes. Or do they just post it to YouTube? They might post it to YouTube. There's been a lot of YouTube content recently for this movie. So I've seen some behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. already just like on TikTok. And then there's been interviews between the two that were with the two that were filmed prior to the SAG-AFTRA strike. Mm -hmm. So they're like filmed in the early part of August or like towards the end of July. Right. Um, And so there's been all of that content, but... Honestly, if they did a DVD release, like, I would immediately buy that. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know if they... Um, They do that sometimes, but... I feel like because of the level of attention this movie has gotten, and it's it's the number one streamed movie currently. Oh, that's awesome. Um, And also, I think it had... It's like... It was certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And for the type of movie that it is, it's like the first time a movie of this type has made, like, has made such a splash Mm -hmm. in, like, with numbers and, like, how many people streamed it in such a short amount of time. Like, I want to see the numbers. Right. Of, like, just from the release date, because technically it was posted at 5 p.m. Pacific on the 10th. Okay. But the official release date was Friday. So between Friday, like just across the weekend, I wonder how many 
like scenes people have like like how many times they've watched it i assume a lot i don't, I don't want to know how many times they're like these many people have rewatched this multiple times and these scenes i don't want to see those stats though i that would be hilarious like this is how many accounts rewatch the movie over and over and over again <laughs> they can see that because they knew how many times people had rewatched um a christmas prince mm-hmm and they found out there was, like, one person that had watched it, like, an, an exorbitant amount of times. And I was like, it wasn't me. <laughs> I swear. I swear. Okay. So let's talk about the movie. So the movie sort of starts out with, like, the, like, Nora, who's the um, vice president's granddaughter, and Alex going to the reception for the royal wedding, which is like Philip, Philip, the Prince Philip just got married. And so they're having a reception at Buckingham Palace. And one of my favorite things that I've seen so far is the moment where Alex turns in the limo and goes, hey, someone was like, he's gay. <laughs> they were like, calling it now, calling it now. Oh, my God. It was cute. Like he played that up so well. We were just like, how does he not know? Mm-hmm. But it's just funny. Um, he like played into it so hard. He did a great job. But so they go to the reception, and Alex has a huge problem with Prince Harry. Henry, not Harry. Henry mm-hmm. has such a huge problem with him because of one thing that happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then he's constantly compared to Henry as, like, the prince, like, the U.S.'s Prince Harry or whatever. Henry. I keep saying Harry. It's Henry. <laughs> Understandable. You'd get it mixed up. <laughs> yes. Um. So, yeah. So, they go to the royal wedding reception. Alex gets drunk <laughs> and then decides that that's the perfect time to go talk to Henry. Right. Doesn't turn out well. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. They played they this like, really well. Oh my god. I was dying when he like put the the whiskey glass down and then reached out to grab it and then grabbed all that frosting with it and he was like, "Oh god." And then tried to like play it off. <laughs> exactly. And when he when he put his hand out and onto Henry's shoulder and the reaction of the both of them was like, <gasps> Oh, my God. Right. Because he probably just put icing on a, like, very expensive jacket. Yes. And the fact that he can't change. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's just, like, continues to make it worse by, like, continuing, like, to rub his icing hand all over his shoulder. And then they, like, start fighting over a handkerchief. Or something. Yeah, he like tries to grab the handkerchief and he's like, here, I'll get it for you. And he's like, no, please stop. And he's like, please, no, I insist. And them yanking it back and forth, I think, is what then catapults them into uh, the table with the very large, expensive cake. <laughs> it was like 75,000 pounds. Right. Like in money pounds. Money pounds, yeah, British pounds. Uh, <laughs> which, like, that's the budget. That's the budget of the movie. <laughs> it's just the cake. <laughs> like, where did um, the budget go? We could have hired two more actors with the cake budget. <laughs> cake budget, yeah. So they, like, bump into the table, 
fall, like Alex falls first, and then he grabs onto like Henry's tails of his jacket, and then he falls, and then the cake falls. Right on top of them. (laughs) Right on top of them. And they're completely covered in cake bits and frosting. And they probably had to do that one take. I think they did. They had to have. They had to because baking that much cake and frosting and having it set like that, like they probably could do multiple takes once the cake was already on them, but the cake falling on them was spot on. I feel like you would get injured having that large of a cake fall on you. Maybe. I mean, I think it would maybe hurt more than you expect, but I don't know about injured. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Because I mean, cake is pretty soft. This was a huge cake. This was a huge cake. (laughs) Yeah. So the whole cake thing happens. They like, like, their picture gets in the newspaper. Everyone's talking about it. It's like all kinds of just, it made international news. I freaking love that they got, is it Rachel Maddow? Mm Mm-hmm. That they got her to be in this movie because I love her newscasts anyway. Mm-hmm. So she was absolutely the perfect level of sass right. to be in this movie. She was. She was good. Um. So in order to, like, fix the problem, they're going to send Alex back to the UK to basically show that it was just a misunderstanding that Alex and Henry are actually besties. Mm-hmm. And... it's just it's so funny because alex hates him so much and like henry just has got this like snobby i'm the prince of england attitude Mm -hmm. that so it's just in between the two of them when when they're shaking their hand like taking the first photo and he goes i know you're wearing lifts sweetheart i was like oh oh my god i know i was like dang sass the obsession with his height he was like he is not six two exactly yeah they just had like this bitterness to each other but like they were so like not obsessed with each other but kind of they are yeah alex is definitely obsessed with henry and that's something that gets called out later by nora exactly that alex has been obsessed with henry pretty much forever mm-hmm and but he likes to pretend that his obsession with him is just rivalry versus like infatuation. Right, exactly. Um, and then obviously we find out later that the reason Henry reacts in such a way to Alex is because he is infatuated with him mm-hmm. <laughs> and has been for a long time. Um, but yeah, they kind of like do a bunch of stuff together to sort of like show that they're friends and they have these like super awkward interactions um they do some like what is it called a pr pr uh i forget what the term is but isn't that like a long but anyway it was a pr disaster so they were like we gotta fix this yeah they were doing some like positive pr spin stuff Mm mm-hmm Damage and control. That's damage control. Yeah. That's yeah, the word yeah. I was looking for. Yeah. Um, so they do like a bunch of interviews together. And I still love the, the part where 
they're talking about the cake incident and uh henry mentions like queen victoria and the cake thing and then and then alex goes vicky am i right (laughs) oh it's hilarious i love that they like kept the the continuity of like the british empire in it like even though obviously henry is not you know it's not like prince harry and William, it's Philip and Henry, but like they keep the rest of the history pretty yeah, on par. But yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> Vicky, Emma Wright. <laughs> Just very Alex, like no. American versus British. Like you it, they're clearly trying to yeah. show how like different they are. Yeah. Yeah. So. And they so they like go to a children's hospital, like a cancer ward at a children's hospital to sort of like, you know, meet the kids and do a lot of like that damage control, positive PR kind of stuff. And while they're there, like what sounds like gunshots happen and <laughs> the Secret Service agent for Alex, um, uh, Amy, she just like straight up tosses them into a storage closet and slams the door and they're like on the floor yeah just on top of each other trying to roll around and he's like ow you're get off me i'm like what are you guys five like <laughs> boys get it together i mean that closet was small and they're huge yeah they're tall <laughs> so i love i love when because like henry's basically like why do you hate me mm-hmm and so Alex basically tells him the reason that he's his dislike for him. And he goes, okay. And like, he apolo- he like basically apologizes for it. And he goes, anything else? And Henry just like stares at a mop bucket. Like, uh, <laughs> he goes, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. The, that one thing. And that's why you hate me. Yep. So they basically like come to a like understanding that it was only a couple months after Henry's dad had passed away and the palace had insisted on, in his words, parading him around. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't really get the opportunity to grieve properly. So he was, you know, understandably a prick to everyone, Mm -hmm. including Alex. And I like when he like gets done explaining and Alex is like, now I feel like I need to apologize. (laughs) I was like, been there, man, been there. Yeah, because I yeah. mean, he wasn't being necessarily rude to him per se, but he was, mm-hmm. he wasn't exactly being kind either, but understandably so. Yeah, because like Alex obviously has looked up to Henry for a while, and so it was his first opportunity as a public figure to like meet him, mm-hmm. and he was so scared about what it meant to become, you know, the first son of the United States. And he thought that maybe Henry could be help to him. And then the interaction was just not great. And so he thought, like, oh, my God, this guy hates me. Right. And this is someone that he's been, like, obsessed with this whole time. Yeah. And after that, he probably was just like, all right, screw him. Like, he's clearly not what I thought. Exactly. So basically throughout this... Like, the time after Alex gets back from England, their friendship sort of blossoms via text and phone call. And for this movie, I absolutely loved how they did the texting and the phone calls. I agree. In it. Like, 
It was I'm glad I didn't have to read it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have to read it. <laughs> yeah, they basically like had it to where you hear their voice, but you also like see them appear in each other's spaces as if they're having like a real conversation face to face, but then when it like transitions to a new scene, you realize like, oh, they're on the phone. Mhm. I like how Henry always appears as leaves. Like has the leaves like oh. roll by and then he appears. That makes sense. Yeah. My favorite was the phone call after mm-hmm. with the turkey. Yep, where they're laying on the bed. Yeah. When he like turns over and they're both laying looking at each other, just the way that they're laying there on the bed, like they're not supposed to be in the same space. Right. Um, but the way they're like basically laying looking at each other in their own space was just like I was like, Oh my god, I'm swooning. <laughs> And then he turns over and he's like, you should hang up. And you're like, ah, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they changed his voice, right? Because his voice sounded normal, like they were in the same room. And then as the phone call was coming towards an end, it sounded more of that, like, on the phone voice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The quality changed, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just cute because it shows, like, how Henry is reacting to having that very first phone conversation with Alex. Mm-hmm. So we get to see how, like, they both react to being on the phone with each other, but, like, they can't see each other. Right. So when, what is it, when he asks him if anything surprised Henry about him, and he was like, nope, you're just as ghastly as I imagined. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they're super cute. So that happens, and then the next thing that happens is the New Year's party, right? So Alex invited um, Henry and his friend Percy to come to his New Year's party, which is supposed to be like the party of the year. Like everyone would kill to get an invite to this. I loved Henry's response was like, then kill me and I don't have to go. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It was really good. It was a very witty response. Yes. The writing for this movie was just like so on par with the book. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, they put a lot of, like, later on in the movie, a lot of the dialogue between Henry and Alex is dialogue that they say to each other in the book, but they also pulled a lot of the dialogue from their emails mm-hmm. to and from each other, which I really liked. Um, but the New Year's party is, like, the first time we really get to see a lot of how Henry feels about Alex like they spend most of the time together talking Uh, Henry is so animated when he's around Alex which is very different from how he normally is and then certain things happen right where like Alex gets pulled to go dance and you can see the disappointment on Henry's face and then the moment when they're dancing with each other like dancing um across from each other and the whole crowd oh drops low Yeah, and the slow motion of them, like, staring at each other from across the dance floor. I was like, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it makes you want to, like, hold your breath. Yeah. Um, I did love when he, because it was in the book, too, when he was like, did he just say till the sweat drops down my balls? (laughs) Like, he'd never heard that song before. Which is crazy, but no, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So... Midnight comes, they count down to midnight, and then uh, Alex gets kissed by two different 
girls. Yeah, they kind of just pull him into a kiss. Yeah. And Henry's face is just like sadness, jealousy, disappointment, like all rolled into one. And he like leaves the party and goes outside and Alex follows him. Mm-hmm. Um, He finds him like under a tree. And I like that he asks like, did I do something wrong? Mm-hmm. Because he can pick and- up on his, ener- his like mm-hmm. his energy. Yeah. I really like the actor that they got to play Henry because he, the way that he plays his role with his face, mm-hmm. because you can see his eyes just like teared up. He's upset. Like he's trying to decide how honest he wants to be. Yeah. With Alex. And so I like, he asked him, he goes, what would you be if you weren't? Like, in the public eye, basically. Like, if you were just an anonymous, normal person in the world. And that's the big difference between Alex and Henry, is that Alex was a normal, anonymous person in the world until his mom became the president. Versus Henry, who's never had that experience before. Yeah. And never will. And never will, exactly. Yeah. And so he basically tells him that he would want to be a writer, that Henry would want to be a writer, that he would date more because the people that he has to date don't interest him and the ones that he wants to date, he can't. And Alex is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And Henry turns around and like walks straight up to him and kisses him. He's well, Doesn't he say something like, you're so dense? Or he's he goes, you really are like so thick Mm -hmm. like you're such an idiot (laughs) yeah and he kisses him and i (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i absolutely love the way they always focus the camera on wherever henry's hands are on alex yeah well because it's a good detail it is it's very good and he like puts his fingers like on the back of his head and his hair and Alex at first is stunned and then kisses him back, which then freaks Henry the hell out. Mm-hmm. Because that is what he didn't expect was the reciprocation. Right. And so Henry just straight panics, says, I'm sorry, and then leaves. Exactly. Because he he was probably, it was a huge risk for him to kiss him, first of all. Mm-hmm. But then to have him actually reciprocate was yeah. an even bigger deal. Yeah, he didn't have any idea, like, any inkling that Alex could potentially have similar feelings for him. And I think that, more than anything, scared him because it's one thing to have, like, unrequited love for a person, but then to express those emotions and have that person actually reciprocate is way scarier than actually just expressing your emotions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So after the first kiss, uh, Henry basically like ghosts him. And then Alex goes through this whole like roller coaster of trying to figure out like, he goes like, am I bi? Am I gay? Am I like, how do I deal with this? Mm-hmm. And in in this, like he talked to Nora in the book also. So he went to Nora to kind of like figure it out. 
And I love where she was like, he was like, he kissed me. And she was like, I called it without calling it. <laughs> oh, my God. Makes sense. Um, so they kind of like, like Alex is starting to really figure out that he's bi. And I, I love the part where she was like, well, like when you kissed, like, did you like it? And he was like. He touched my hair in a way that made me understand the difference between rugby and football. And I was like, holy, (laughs) what a line. What a line. (laughs) It was so good because it was like the perfect line to be something that Alex would say. Yeah. Um, and so he like, he goes, I didn't, he goes, I didn't not like it pretty much. Mm -hmm. So. Basically, like, Alex has figured out that he th- he's pretty sure he's bi, but he's not, like, 100% sure on that. Well, he, he mentioned that he had hooked up, or was that later? That he had, No, it was in the same scene. Yeah. That he'd been with two other people. He'd yeah. been with two other men, and I think he had had a reputation at that point for, like, like basically his the staff kept telling him, like, don't have a random hookup, but obviously they're implying women, usually. Yeah. So he kind of has a rep- little bit of a reputation for being like it like dating women. So he clearly like date- yeah. dates women but then has has also had two either relationships or hookups with men before. Yeah, he mentioned he is like he had something happened in high school and that was the reference that they made to Liam, which is a character from the book that they didn't include in the movie. And then he talked about Miguel Ramos, who's the political reporter, who um, he had a thing with him. Um, so, yeah. So he talked to Nora, kind of figures out stuff. I loved it when she was like, when she asked him if he'd ever been with any other men, right? When that other girl walked in. Right. And she was just like, oh, um, <laughs> picks up the folder and leaves. <laughs> I was like, the NDAs in this building that these people have signed, right. so it doesn't even matter that she heard overheard <laughs> that part of the conversation. Exactly. Um. So, yeah. So, that happens. And then next is, like, the prime minister's visit. And, obviously, this whole time, Henry's been ghosting Alex. And so, this is the next event that Alex is, uh, that they're supposed to be in the same space together. Because the prime minister of the UK is coming, and... Alex or Henry is supposed to come also. And so he shows up. I love like how he's standing there, like waiting for him and everything like the whole time. And then Miguel is like talking to him and he's not even paying attention at all because Henry walks in the door and boy has got nothing but the biggest saucer eyes (laughs) for him. He's like, I'm so in love. (laughs) So, I love he goes to his Secret Service agent, Amy, and he was like, I need your help. She's like, where's the threat? She was like, do I need to clear the room? And he was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Relax. (laughs) Relax. So she helps get, like, Alex a couple minutes alone with Henry in the red room, which I also thought was funny. Um, True. um, So they go there, and, like, Henry comes in and does the whole, like, 
I'm sorry. I know like my behavior is appalling. And Alex is like, shut up, stop talking. And then kisses him. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) And then they make out against a wall. Yes. Yes, they do. It is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you like, there's a lot going on in that scene. But like uh, uh, Henry is face when he like pushes him up against the table you can see that his like like even though they're kissing like his eyebrows are like disappear into his hair of just absolute shock and surprise Mm -hmm. of like what's happening right and then (laughs) they're like mid just like full-on making out when this when amy comes in and she was like she's like time's oh my god (laughs) but they like break up and the funniest part is henry goes to the bookcase and starts looking at books and he's like "Uh uh-huh he's like "Mm, mm, mm, this book interesting very interesting (laughs) it's so stupid oh it is it's funny though oh my god it's so stupid um and then there's like like, a moment where they, like, come out and they're, like, making a bunch of dick jokes as they're walking because apparently Henry has a little bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're very nonchalant about it, but it's also the first time we get to see the smirk on Henry's face that he has when him and Alex have just done something and then walk back out into public. Yep. Because we see it again later. And so, Yeah. That was the whole thing. And when he like tapped his butt and he like squeaked, it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, because Alex is just very open. Like he is not yeah. afraid. Yeah. It's it's a lot, like a lot for Henry. It's like a big thing because like Alex is a lot of person and Henry is not. So I think yeah, so they basically decide they're going to stay away from each other. And then he tells Alex tells Henry that he's needs to come up to his room like after midnight. And so when that scene happens, when he opens the door and Henry's just like, I needed like that one moment to just be a little longer. In what way? Of, Hen- of Henry like leaning against the door. Oh. And I needed the camera to back up a little bit. Gotcha. Gotcha. Just a little. I just needed like an extra moment of of basically like Henry just like staring at Alex before, you know, everything else that happens. They just needed to get right to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. So, yeah, a bunch of things occur. <laughs> and after, they're just sort of like sitting on the couch, like talking to each other. And Henry or Alex, like, basically comes out to Henry officially, like, telling him that he's bi. And, which is, like, for, like, Henry was probably, like, I already know, but it's big for Alex, because technically that's the, he didn't actually tell Nora that he was bi. Like, he didn't really come out to her. It was just sort of, like, agreed that he was. Right. So this is his, like, first, like, his official decision to, like, come out. Right. To Henry and tell him that he's bi. And and then Henry or yeah, Henry basically says that he's as gay as a maypole. And then they have a cute little moment together <laughs> where he's like, how gay is a maypole? <laughs> that was really funny. Um, and then 
Henry's just like, we have to be careful. And it's Alex is like, it's because of the press. And he's like, no, because, you know, like, I can't afford for you to fall in love with me. Yeah, that was um, that was cute. <laughs> that was very cute. He's like, I did. I didn't mean it like that. And like, he was wow. like, he's like, wow, your majesty. <laughs> I like it. He was like, it's your royal highness. I don't know how many times I have to tell you. Their banter is very kiss. cute. Yeah. And then he like invite Henry invites him to come back to England to go to a polo match, like a charity polo match. And I'm going to say that this the, the small part where Henry goes to leave and looks back and literally checks Alex out is equivalent to the Darcy hand thing. Ooh, okay. Like I've rewatched that part so many times because it's it, like it's so much is said when no words are said. Yep. Cuz he just looks back at him, checks him out and just sighs and then leaves and then Alex falls onto the couch just like very satisfied with himself. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Ugh. I like that we didn't have to wait. I'm not going to lie cuz I like the pace of the movie move really fast because the whole bedroom scene stuff happens like for the like the second time that they like kiss each other. And then we go right to the polo match. Right. It was when in the book, in the book, there was like a lot of time in between. Which is fine. But like for a movie pacing, like it was good that it was pretty quick. Um, Did you how did you like the polo scene with like how they intermixed like them together with all of the stuff that was happening out on the field? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was good. Um the slow-mo shots of him like playing polo i was like wow way to make a very like not very sexy sport look <laughs> like so you rude. could you could see like how he looks through alex's eyes you know what i mean yeah like, oh wow like that's that's my guy you know mm-hmm. and you could see alex was like visibly uncomfortable like to his his you know tie is too tight he he's sweating like his jacket is uncomfortable because the boy is hot yeah yep exactly and it's Watching also just his not his in- exact in- kind of environment so it makes sense yes. but also yeah he's hot and bothered <laughs> hot and bothered yeah and so the two of them basically like go into like a shed barn something thing where they like where they keep all the equipment for polo and what is it about all the aggression like he like throws him against the wall where the po- po- like the polo mallets are it's and i was passion, like my Katie. god <laughs> oh my bad that looked like it hurt i don't know i know i won't lie like in the red room and that time i was like damn is his back okay like <laughs> cuz yeah he kind of does like throw up against the wall like doom like yeah. But it's passion. I get it. Passion. Got it. Um, so they like make out and then he like picks him up and puts him on the table. Mm-hmm. And then things happen and then they leave. And then they have they um, both have sex hair for sure. Oh my god. Like I was like, guys, can you make it any more obvious? <laughs> fix the hair, fix the tie, all that before you walk out. Before you leave. Yeah. And Henry 
Henry has that smirk again that like we just totally did stuff to each other in public in a barn. And now we're walking out like nothing happened. And Henry asks him if he's hungry and he goes, I could eat. (laughs) The thing I didn't mention that I thought was so funny when they were in the bedroom in, in Alex's bedroom, when it's like, when he like asks him, like, when did you start liking me? And he was like, oh, the Melbourne Climate Conference first party, which is like also the same place where like Alex had that like problem with him. Right. So he had a lot of stuff going on. He was like upset and also just like, who's the hottest person I've ever seen is here. Like, exactly. Um, but they have a moment where like Henry's like kissing, kissing him down and then they cut the scene and it's the fucking Washington Monument. Was that intentional? Probably. It had oh, absolutely. Been. I was dying. I was laughing so hard. When I saw it in the theater, like everyone was just chuckling because yeah. it was absolutely perfect. <laughs> Great but job. But anyways, good job, guys. So they're in Paris and they're spending time together sort of like at a cafe talking and like Henry sort of like like they talk um like Alex has questions for him about like does he have a last name and he has a very long name and then he makes a dick joke <laughs> which I saw the trailer, like, the two of them, like, smirking at each other. And we were like, great. The smile that they were sharing at each other was over a dick joke instead of being something romantic. (laughs) Sure, the banter is romantic. The banter was romantic. But after that scene, they sort of, like, are walking around. And we're starting to get more and more of, like, why Henry has to be very cautious about, like, his relationships like that he was four year old four years old when he found out that the whole world knew his name, but he would never know anybody else's. And that's a lot to like deal with as like a person. Oh yeah. Right? Very few people in the world have to deal with that. Yeah. Very few people will understand like what it means to be royalty where the whole world knows who you are, but you have you will never meet all the people who know your name. And you'll never get to know them. And also, like, his responsibility to the crown versus his responsibility to himself. So he says, like, Prince Henry belongs to England and Henry Fox, like, belongs to himself. And he has to keep that person a secret so that he doesn't lose, like, himself. Um. Because it's very different for Alex. Yes. Well, because eventually he won't be the president's son anymore. He'll be the former president's son at best. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, after they're out of office, people don't really care about as much. Yeah. And so a lot of that happens and they talk a lot. And then they move to the scene where they have sex for the first time. And... It was, I thought it was beautifully shot. It was. It was extremely tasteful, Um, but you could, like, feel the intensity mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. 
I liked they did the thing where they did all the shots of like hands together, like focusing a lot on where Henry's hands were, specifically the hand that has the his um, sigil ring on his pinky. And like their first time together. And it was I thought it was they did a really good job with that. Yeah. Even when they were like leading up to it, I really liked the part where Alex was like, listen, so are you a top or bottom? Like, it was like the whole like <laughs> realistic discussion of like, I've never actually done this before. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then he's like, I'm so uncool right now. <laughs> it's so cute. It's very cute and vulnerable. And I don't know. It's It's just real. It's very real, that kind of conversation. Yeah. You know, especially like if like I'm assuming he's had sex with other people, just not Mm -hmm. maybe in this way. And especially with him and he clearly wants it to be more than just hooking up. It's like he wants it to be good, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, it's more caring and thoughtful. And it's because he what doesn't even say like. I think we should make love tonight. And he like busts <laughs> or Henry says that and Alex busts up, but like, that's what it is. Right. Like that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like a fleeting moment. It feels very much like, you know, sharing their love for each other and affection. Mm-hmm. And I like, because it's, it's different in that, in the way that they react to the situation, because Alex is very full of confidence, whereas, like, Henry has those moments of, like, not being as confident. And he has a lot of those moments with Alex where he, you know, stutters and doesn't, you know, feel as confident in the things that he's doing. Whereas, like, in this particular moment, Alex is the one who's, like, unsure, unsure of himself, the situation. And he really leans on Henry. And I, I love the line. He was like, I went to an all-boys uh, boarding school dear you're in good hands and i was like i love that he like the words of affection that he uses like he calls him dear and sweetheart and love like it's very precious later on he calls him darling and i was like melting oh i love it um so yeah so that that moment happens and then like it kind of cuts to them spending time apart where like Alex goes to Texas and then we get a lot of like moments from the emails that they send back and forth to each other um and they I like that the one thing that they did keep in from the emails is the part where he's like when we're apart your body comes to me in dreams ooh (laughs) and he like talks about that and it's like because it's supposed to show very clear that like because, like, later on, right, when all the emails get exposed is that, like, even though, like, people think that, like, they're, it's, like, just an infatuation, but, like, it's a long relationship full of a lot of emotion and feelings and and love that developed over time. And it also showcases just how beautiful of a writer that Henry is. Yeah. And, like, he really wants to be a writer. And... In the book, they they quote a lot of um, famous people, like couples and like a lot of famous quotes that have been said throughout time. And like they we didn't get to see a lot of that in the movie, but 
Um, they pull some of it from there. Um, and then, so like all that's going on, they're going throughout their life, like throughout their day to day. And then Alex goes to the democratic national convention to do a speech for his mom. And Henry just like randomly shows up there. And he's like, holy sh- we need to go to my room now. Um, I actually love that scene when they're like giggling and like trying to take each other's like clothes off. Yeah. It was very cute. It is cute. It's so cute. And they like share some moments together, like talking. And then they wake up in the morning to Zara pounding on the door, being like, Alex, you need to wake up. And that's when Henry realized like he effed up hard because Henry is naked and asleep in his bed. <laughs> yep. So Zara comes bursting into the hotel room because she heard like commotion voices whatever and alex is just like freaking naked but also that boy has got an ass all i have to say yep yep like, when he puts his pants on i was like holy the butt this boy has got <laughs> yeah he was running to try to get the pants when she came in and it was like whoa <laughs> got a very clear shot <laughs> I like when she's, like, rifling through the room, like, looking for this person. She's like, where is she? Where is she? <laughs> finds the phone. And she was like, you let her bring her phone in here. Like, you have no idea what she posted, blah, blah, blah. And then I don't know what happened, but, like, Henry slipped or bumped himself inside the closet. And I was dying the way he's, like, standing in the closet when she, like, rips the doors open. And he was like, good morning. <laughs> And then just easily climbs out of the closet and closes the door while she's having a full-blown panic attack. Yup. <laughs> oh, my God. Everything that she says is absolutely hilarious in that scene. Oh, she, like, loses her shit. It's... <laughs> Sara was one of my favorite characters. Like, she was spot on to how she was in the book. Very. She was very good. Her and Amy. So... Oh, my God, yeah. Even though Amy didn't have a lot of lines... She was hilarious every time she said something. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, basically like Zara's like, we need to keep this under wraps, you need to leave, and don't let anybody see you. And like she says a lot of like things to Henry, and then at the very end she's just like, Your Royal Highness, and then leaves. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have subtitles on at 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 Joe's house. But as she's leaving the door, like, out the door, she literally says, I don't get paid enough for the shit. Nice. That's what she said. I mean, it's true. It's very true. True. But, yeah. So, yeah, all that happens. Alex goes home. He uh, officially comes out to his mom, which I loved her reaction to that. It was very sweet. Like, they had a heart-to-heart Um I love the mention of the PowerPoint thing because in the book, his mom like puts together a full blown PowerPoint, like with pamphlets and all kinds of stuff to like talk to him. Because she was like, "This is my this is my fault. I didn't think I or I had a very narrow point of view of what I, of the talk, you know." Yeah, which is which is true. A lot of parents do. Yeah, it was very sweet. Like they had a very great like conversation, and then she tells him that she has to he has to tell his dad. Um, and then it cuts to like him getting ready to go to the vacation house because they have a house. His dad bought a house 
um, in Austin that they like to go vacation at. And he invited Henry and Percy to come with him and Nora to go to the house to spend time with his dad. Um, which is very fun. They go to karaoke. Al- uh, Henry is wearing Alex's Texas hat. Um, Longhorn he looks, hat, yeah. It was so weird to see him in just like normal clothes, like with the plaid on and stuff, but he looks so cute. I was like, oh my God, he's like a normal person, not in a suit. Exactly. Just a little, he looks like a little country boy. Yeah. But that's the first time where we get a full blown, like, I'm completely, utterly head over heels in love reaction from alex when he's singing karaoke right he's like looking at him yeah. and everything's in slow motion and it's very cute it's just this yeah it's just this like i think it was like this realization that like henry's like the one yeah like it had been developing over time but that was like really the first moment that he really realized that like i'm completely in love with this person mm-hmm. Um, and then he has like that talk with his dad the next morning where they're kind of talking about it. And then his dad sort of tells him, he was like, your mom and I were, you know, not a good fit either at the beginning. Right. He like, we weren't a good idea. Right. He goes, but you know, we had you and people didn't think we were going to make it, but like, look where we are now. And he says something like. He goes, sometimes you just need to jump and hope you're not standing on the edge of a cliff. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And then (laughs) the scene, like, absolutely broke my heart. So, like, Henry is sunning after swimming out in the lake. And Alex comes up there. And they have, like, that moment where he, like, shakes his hair on him. And it's so cute. And then he, like, lays down. But, like, he scoots over because he wants to be able to, like, like he always has to be touching Henry. Yeah, it was. I was Even watching in, their feet. Like he kept kind of like just grazing his foot with his foot, and I was just like, "That's mm-hmm. so cute." It was really cute, and Alex starts like talking about the future. Right? He goes, "My mom's gonna win on the election, and then we won't have to do this again." And he was like, "Maybe you and I can come back here," and then he makes a comment saying that. He goes, we can walk through the streets of Austin holding hands and no one's going to care. And you have to, like, it was so heartbreaking to watch, like, Henry go through this, like, oh, okay, blah, blah, And then, like, his, like, his face just falls because it's not the same thing for him. Like, no, I mean, the risk of getting caught for him is monumental yeah it's just it's too great and his you could see the absolute like his heart was literally breaking all over his face because it's it's that thing where like alex doesn't think about it because he thinks about how it would affect him but doesn't take into account uh henry's station in life like he's the prince of england like he doesn't have that same like freedom that Alex will have even after the election, right? Like he has to be careful now, but later not so much. Whereas Henry will always have to be careful. Exactly. Right. That even if people accept Alex, it's not the same situation for him. And 
Alex basically tries to tell him that he loves him. And right before he's able to, Henry jumps off of the little platform that they're on. And the scene, like the shot that they get of him just like floating in the water and his hand sort of like comes up over his heart. And then he swims away is probably one of the most heartbreaking scenes I've ever seen. Because like you can just feel it. As he swims away and then he's laying in the bed by himself and he just has this look of absolute devastation. Exactly. Because it was it was almost like he let himself get too far into the mm-hmm. relationship. And then once Alex kind of confirmed the real feelings, it was like, oh, shit, like we've we've gone too far. I can't back out mm-hmm. now. Yeah. But I have it's- to. Yeah, it's this, like, it's, he says it later where it was, like, when he's talking to his sister, because he leaves, he, like, basically just, like, runs away. Right. And then stops talking to Alex, but he's talking to his sister Beatrice, and he basically tells her that, like, he got too close, because it's one thing for Henry to love him, right? Right on his own but it's a whole different thing when the other person returns your feelings because i don't think that he ever thought that alex would love him in the same way that he did that he loved him and he was wrong and he didn't know how to react to that because like he says he goes i can love you and i can want you he goes like but i can't keep you basically it's just yeah. once he Alex has those feelings, then he has the responsibility attached to that. Yeah. And he can't uphold that is essentially mm-hmm. what he's thinking. Yeah. Which leads to Alex just like showing up in the rain outside of Kensington Palace. I like that they kept some of the tropes, you know, like because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's definitely a rom-com trope that he's like got to go get your man. <laughs> I love that when he's talking to Nora and she was like, then go there. You have frequent flyer miles. Like, just go. Exactly. So he shows up and I heard from like people that watched the movie, they were a little bit disappointed. There wasn't more like of what happened in the book. Okay. Because he's like screaming outside of the palace, like (laughs) for him. Right. (laughs) Until Henry comes down and he's like, will you shut up? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Whereas so in the movie, the, the staff just comes in and is like, Alex is here and he refuses to leave until he speaks to you. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, can we talk? And they go into Henry's room and he was like, I'm going to let you say what you need to say and then you need to leave. Mm-hmm. And Alex basically tells him, like, I'm here to tell you that I love you, even though I know you won't say it back. And... A lot of, like, I'm risking everything to come here because, you know, his side. And that's when Henry, like, for the first time, like, really, truly expresses everything. How he feels about the weight of the crown, about how it's different. And he says something like, he goes, I wish you could see me for who I am and not who for you, who you want me to be. Um. And that's when he says, he goes, I can love you and I can want you, but like I can't keep you kind of deal. And um, he talks about like not wanting to trade one prison for another. 
because it's like royalty versus politics, but they're also very similar. He goes, I won't trade one prison for another. He goes, I can have that. I can make that decision. And he goes, and I'm not a coward for that. Um, But it's a lot of like Henry trying to figure out if he can or can't keep him. He's like, because it won't change anything. And Alex is like, fine, if you won't, if you want me to leave, you have to tell me to go. And there's no way he would have ever told him to leave. No. And Alex isn't going to leave if there's any, even just a shred of hope um, for their relationship. And instead of telling him to leave, he asks them to come with him and they go to the Victoria and Albert Museum and somebody pointed out that the sweatshirt that uh, that Henry is wearing is remarkably similar to the sweatshirt that Alex is wearing when he goes to talk to Nora the first time after Henry kissed him. Ooh. It's pretty much the same sweatshirt. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so they go to the museum. And I absolutely love everything that Henry says as they're walking through the museum that they could like disappear and slip into the shadows between the statues and no one can find them or see them. Um, and Henry tells him about a fantasy that he had as a teenager that he would bring the person that he loved to the museum. And then they would slow dance amongst the statues, not even a split second. It took for Alex to whip his phone out and, for in the book, he plays the song Your Song by Elton John, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of references to Elton John throughout the book, so it made a lot of sense. In the movie, one of a, a fun fact that I found out is that the song that they used in the film was actually the placeholder song that they were using until they could find the right song. And at the end, they were like, there is no other song I could possibly hear that would fit this scene more perfectly than this one. Aww. And it's a cover of uh, Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley. It's a cover of that by a singer called Perfume Genius. Okay. And when I saw this movie in the theaters, I sobbed. This was the only scene I cried at. When we saw it with Joe, I was crying at like other parts. Mm-hmm. But this is the only scene I cried at. Aww. And I was like, again, with this, I don't know what it is about that song. It's a good song. It's emotional. Well, especially like the way that, it's covered. Mm-hmm. Because I had the same emotional reaction to it in Crazy Rich Asians, too, mm-hmm. to that cover. Um, but it's beautiful. Like, the way they dance, the way, like, the song is, and it fits the scene so perfectly with, like, how they're, you know, dancing around each other and the way that their hands just, like, slowly move around between, like, his back, his arms, the hair, like back and forth throughout the whole thing. And we get the line that everybody loves from this, which is when they write the history of my life, I want that to include you and my love for you. And Alex says, history, huh? I bet we can make some of that. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, But my favorite, I like that line, but my favorite line is when Henry says, please be patient with me and I will try to be brave for us. Yeah, I like that. It's very sweet. It is very sweet. And then Alex, 
they like spend the night together and then Alex leaves in the morning and before he leaves Henry gives him his ring because he's like I want to give you a part of me until you can have all of me and uh, Henry Alex gives him the ring the the necklace with the key on it mm-hmm. to that he house. always wears yeah. yeah and then they part ways and then everything falls apart after that <laughs> As it should. Yep. So Henry wakes up in the morning to... I don't know how far the time frame is supposed to be. Right. But Henry wakes up to, like, a bunch of commotion. And he thinks there's something happened to his grandfather. Uh, No, no, my dude. Unfortunately, no. Um, The emails that Alex and Henry had been sending to each other got hacked and then leaked. So basically their entire relationship from beginning to present got completely unloaded onto Reddit and then onto the internet forever. Wild. And in the movie, we get everything from Henry's point of view versus the book, which is from Alex's, which I really liked. I liked seeing how Henry reacted and it was also so much more devastating. Like... Because his first initial thought was, oh, my God, Alex. Right. Like, I need to talk to him. But he was on complete and utter, like, communication lockdown. Right. No phone, no computer, nothing. Like, if the White House was talking to them, it wasn't talking, like, was talking to other people and not to them. And just, like, going through the motions of, like, having to listen to everything and see everything that Alex Henry's going through... It's just written all over his face. And that's why I thought Nick would like Nicholas was such a good pick because he's trying to keep it together. And like, it just breaks your heart to watch him to try to like, especially in the car when they pull up where he's like on the verge of just absolute sobbing, but he like pulls himself together and then gets out of the car. Yeah. He's unfortunately probably become very good at that. Yeah. It's so sad to watch. Um, but Alex makes this like incredible speech about um, like the situation that they're in and then like what happened and how it was a complete and utter violation of their privacy, that there shouldn't be any sort of forced conformity in coming out of the closet or um, deciding to remain, that it should be always that person's choice whether to come out or not. And it sh- they shouldn't have been forced into doing it. And I love when he was like, but the answer is very simple. He goes, I fell in love with a person who happened to be a man. And that man happened to be the Prince of England. So sweet. It's so sweet. And like, (laughs) I like Zara. She's like, I'm so proud of you or whatever. And then Henry or like Alex just gets all emotional. She's like, She's just like, oh, my God. And then goes and gets, like, her secret phone that she shares with Sean, who's um, uh, Henry's, what's what's his, like, title? He's, like, his assistant. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> He's, it's like he kept, they kept word. joking. It was, like, a squid. <sighs> Something to do with, uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know the term. It's like equestrian, equestrian or something. Yeah. Equestral or something like that. Um, 
But she like calls him and her lines are just always fantastic. And she delivers them so seamlessly, like without effort. And basically, I love what she says. I've got the first son in my office mooing, mooing like a cow in labor. <laughs> and he, she's like, and I'm not going to get any work done until you put these two homosexual lovers on the phone together. That's right. <laughs> and she like basically threatens him. She was like, if you don't do this for me, she's like, you're never going to see me naked again. And Alex's face is like, wait, what? <laughs> And she's like, you suck at keeping secrets, but I'm great at it. Exactly. Um, And that's when they get to talk to each other for the very first time since, like, all the emails got leaked. And we get to see the breath, like, Henry finally released the breath that he was holding when he hears Alex's voice for the first time. And he calls him baby, which is just like, oh. <laughs> and... Henry is, like, very honest about how he's feeling because, like, Alex is doing all right. Henry's not doing okay. No. At all. And he's like, are you okay? He goes, honestly, no. And Alex doesn't even have to think about it. He was like, I'm going to be, I'm coming. He's like, please hurry. And he says, I'll break the sound barrier for you. No. (laughs) He's going to be the, like, Superman. He got there so fast. So fast. And, like, they ran up the stairs, like, he ran up the stairs to meet him about halfway, and they hugged, like, each other so hard that they could keep standing, and they fell onto the stairs. It was so sweet. Like, his legs gave out. Yeah. And they're, like, sharing very sweet moments together, but also they make it very clear that Alex is wearing Henry's ring on his finger and finally we get to have our moment with the king right yep so alex and henry have been summoned to meet the king and they're all just sort of like standing around it's like henry and alex and beatrice and philip just sort of like waiting for the king to arrive and there's a moment where henry reaches down to like because it's his nervous tick where he like touches his ring and moves it and moves it around and he reaches down to do it and the camera zooms in on his hand and it's gone and it the camera immediately moves over to show the same to show the ring on Alex's hand because Hen- uh Henry looked over and saw that he's also playing he's like playing with it. Mhm. It's like a cute little quick moment between the two of them. It is very cute. Yeah. So the king comes in. Finally, Stephen Fry has graced us with his presence. Heck yes. Perfect casting. Yeah. And that was the biggest, one of the bigger changes from the book where they didn't have Beatrice and Henry's, like, didn't have their mom in it, who was like a big role in fighting for Henry in the book. So she's not in it. She was only mentioned once. And then. The king is a king and not a queen like it was in the novel. (laughs) So, which I was fine with. They probably just wanted Stephen Fry to be in it, which is why they did a king. Absolutely. Which I get. So, Stephen Fry walks in, doesn't say anything, walks over, gets a cigarette, lights it, goes to say something. He's like, wait a minute. And then goes over to get a drink. (laughs) Oh, God. I like that they left all like how creaky and loud the floor is mm-hmm. while he was walking over to get a drink. Because if you notice, they don't let that be loud anymore after that. 
they like edit that out. Yeah, because I mean, it, I imagine it's to create the awkwardness of the moment. It's to create to that build the tension. Yeah, yeah, to build the awkward tension in the room. Um, and so there's like a lot of back and forth about how the crown is like gonna issue a statement saying that everything that was released was false it wasn't real and henry doesn't feel that way he goes why shouldn't we tell the truth if the truth has already been out there because everything that they're saying is true yep um and then philip makes a gross statement and he and henry's like did you even read our emails and philip's like my god no yeah um but the king did he was like i read your emails and he goes there's no doubt that you two were in love. He goes, a bit vulgar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes, but there's no doubt. And um, Henry talks about a lot about being happy. He goes, why shouldn't I be happy? And the king is like, well, no one's saying that you can't be happy. He was like, but we can't have this because we have to maintain tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, I like when Alex tries to chime in. <laughs> the king's like, excuse me. He was like, you're part of the problem, not the solution, so shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. He was like, it's cute that you think you're wanted to talk at all in this situation. (laughs) Exactly. So they, like, talk more, and Henry basically, like, is like, I don't want to hide who I am anymore. He's like, I'm in love with Alex. And he was like, our love is a real true thing. And I want the world to know that. And the king basically is like, this is decided. And I was going to send them back to Kensington Palace. But they didn't realize that there were like these massive crowds forming in different places throughout England and throughout the world there to celebrate the love between Henry and Alex. And... Beatrice calls it out and then they see the crowd outside of Buckingham Palace and Henry basically decides that he's no longer going to be like, what is it, like the Prince of Shame? Yes. And in Hyde, he wants to be truthful about who he is and be the person that he's always, you know, wanted to be. Basically, like Henry Fox and Prince Henry become a singular person now. Mm Mm-hmm. I like the way they shot that scene, too, because obviously they couldn't recreate the crowd scenes, but I like that they they like had it as a reflection so you could see their reaction to it mm-hmm. and see like the crowd reacting to them as well in a way. Like, I just I don't know. It was a creative way to set the scene without really having to actually show the full thing. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was done really, really well. I like that the king asks him, he was like, are you sure you want to do this? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yep. And I like when he t- when he tells, um, like, Henry's like, I love you. And Alex was like, I love you more. And he was like, that's <laughs> up for debate. <laughs> I'm telling you, the banter is great. I love it. Well, I skipped one of my favorite banters between them is when they're sitting at the the piano and Henry tells him that he thought his speech was beautiful. And he goes, it made me very proud to be your boyfriend. And Alex is like, I'm always proud to be your boyfriend. 
It's so cute. <laughs> They're adorable. And they like, so basically Alex, Henry takes Alex's hand and they walk outside and do the whole like wave to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Everybody cheers and it's official. Exactly. Um, It would have been so funny to see it in the movie if they had done like, because he's now an official partner of a royal of a member of the royal family and so they have to do the pictures yes right where like the official royal couple have to take these photos and they do this like ridiculous like posing and all this stuff in the book and it would have been so funny to see it in the movie absolutely that would have been hysterical that should have been the final end credit scene oh my god it should have oh my god so yeah so the movie just like basically continues to the end where like they go to re-election night and Henry is by Alex's side while they're waiting to hear the announcement because Texas is the last state holding out on um if they win Texas they win the election and his mom gets reelected and um I like the the moments that between Henry and Alex's dad and he was like we're the blue team right and he was like what do they teach you at those fancy private schools <laughs> he's like you give me the world I'll get you into UT Austin no problem <laughs> love it his dad was really funny yeah very we got very little of him but he was really good Mm -hmm. um and then like alex and henry sort of share this moment where he's like it's gonna be fine it's not over yet and then henry doesn't think you didn't notice my tie yet (laughs) because he comments a lot on the color of his ties yeah because he calls it boring because he's wearing like gray or copper or like different just like lame colors and he's wearing a yellow rose tie because he read that it's something that has to do with texas, texas and he thought State it would Flower, be lucky yeah. yeah he thought it would be lucky mm-hmm. very they cute. were so cute um and they win the election yeah yeah and i like that alex takes him with him on the stage and they like hold hands up there next to the first family and it's just like Aw. very cute <laughs> it was very cute and yeah, they go to, I think the, the movie ends with Alex taking Henry to his childhood home, and then Henry calls him very working class. Oh, yeah. And he was like, excuse me. <laughs> that was hilarious. He's like, man, this is, you were working class, huh? <laughs> he was like, do you want a tour? He was like, of course, darling. That's what he calls him, darling. Yes, yes. That was cute. And then, yeah, and then the movie ends. And there's an end credit scene. Um. With them just laying on the ground completely covered in cake. And Alex goes, do you think anybody noticed? <laughs> <laughs> yes, hun. They did. They definitely noticed. I think they did. <laughs> yeah. And then that's it. That's the end of the movie. Yay. Well, hopefully they release the extended cut. Because. I hope so. That would be awesome. More Yeah, scenes. I would love to see more. I would love to see more. See some of the more like. Like, I want to know what they cut out. That's really what I want to know. True. Like, was it more moments between, like, Nora, like, more Nora scenes? Because a lot of the the side characters, like, a lot of their stuff, like, got cut. And even Brian was like, I feel like the side characters were supposed to have more, like, to do with this. Mm-hmm. If, if he'd never read the book, so he could feel that even just watching the movie. Yeah. So... But even with all of that, like, 
it didn't even take away from like their romance. Like it really built well. It, they did a great job building it between the two of them. And it was, I don't know, just perfect. It was, it was a really well-made adaptation. Yeah. The chemistry between the, between the actors who played Alex and Henry was like, are you sure you two are dating? <laughs> like <laughs> it was just perfect. I think in an interview, Taylor said that because of how intimate some of the scenes were, he goes, it was really important for us to get like close really quickly. And they spent a lot of time together trying to develop that relationship. And they have a pretty great friendship off screen. That's amazing. Which there's like stuff on each other's TikToks and stuff. Oh, that's so uh, nice. For one another. So um, apparently the act, the guy who plays Henry is in the, the Cinderella with um the one from Amazon Prime. Oh he plays Prince Charming. Mia Cabello? Yeah. Oh that sucks. <laughs> Not that he's I've... in it, just that unfortunately he's in a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> um I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Um I kinda wanna watch it just because he's in it. And then yeah, I am yeah. also gonna watch a movie called Purple Hearts that Nicholas is in. Which is on Netflix. So, okay, that was a lot. I didn't mean to go through the whole movie, but probably actually did. I don't know. It was fun. Yeah. Um. I hope everyone liked this first episode of us being back, and that I like it that it was this that got us back to come on to the show. Um. Let us know if you watched the movie. Let us know what you thought. If you're gonna read, if you haven't watched it yet, does this make you want to watch it now that you know everything that happened? <laughs> And if you watched it but didn't read the book, are you going to go read the book? Yeah. Yeah. I heard the audiobook is really good. Like Joe said that the person who does the narration is really good. So that's an option. There you go. Um, I feel like I need to reread it because I'm not going to lie. It'd been so long. I I didn't remember hardly anything. I knew like the basic structure, mm -hmm. but... I there were a lot of details that I did not remember, so it was really fun. Yeah, I can't wait to read the collector's edition to see like the differences between the two since I just finished rereading the original copy. Yep. Okay, I think that's it. It was a long episode. Liked it. Okay, that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. Show notes for this episode and all of our episodes are available on our website, anchor.fm forward slash tea time with Casey. Uh, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using our handle at tea time with KC. Uh, if you want to chat with us in real time, you can join our Slack workspace or our Discord server. Invite links for those are in the show notes. And you can also email us at teawithkc at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and basically every other pod... Wait, is Stitcher even still a thing? I think it's dead. I, I don't know. Oops. Uh, pretty sure it's dead. And be sure to stay tuned to the end of the episode for a promo from all the shows in the geek to geek Media Network. And don't forget to visit geek to geek mediacom to find out more info on all of our network's podcasts, streamers, and bloggers. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.
When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games. Star Wars. Comics. Movies. K-pop. Disney Plus. Keanu. Keanu Reeves. New. Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu.